Hey, what's going on? It's July 28th, and this is the Back to Warcraft podcast. I think it's episode 18. Don't tase me, bro. Um, if you're looking at me right now and you're like, wow, Beto, you're looking really spiffy. Yeah, I just let my collar down, you know? We just finished a DreamHack event. Day one is in the books, and we are pretty much uh, recording this fresh after. I'm joined, of course, by... The only man I would do this podcast with, Giannis Neo. Neo, how's how are you today? Yo, it's actually July 29. <laughs> I'm working for... For me, it's uh, 8 p.m. on the 28th. I'm working for 16 hours already and probably 17 and a half once this podcast is done. So, not gonna lie, this was a long day and a stressful day, but a pretty cool day as well. And coming from a cool weekend, looking forward to the upcoming days. So, I've seen worse days. I'm just a little tired and uh, curing that with a little bit of crack and coke. Nice. You, uh, you know, put your hair back. You have been up... For yeah, what uh, fourteen? Oh Jesus! Plus the prep beforehand. That's you just been live and working for fourteen hours. So that's uh, that's a rough one. But you know we're gonna bang one out. And I appreciate you you taking the long end of the stick because uh, the reverse end was me waking up and then doing it kind of backwards, doing this first and then going to work. So I do pr- appreciate you doing that. Um, but yeah, we, there's a lot happening. There's a lot that has <laughs> oh happened. God, this uh, this this podcast could like seriously could go for four hours. <laughs> But I don't think we will probably do follow-ups on, on stuff. But, man, there's so much going on. Let's just start with some good shit, okay? Like, yeah, I like good, good shit. Good shit. Let's just start with something good, okay? Oh, yeah. DreamHack, new look, new sleek design, new media day. DreamHack day one looked good, brother. <laughs> yeah, like, usually, like, how do I put this? When I'm producing DreamHack, it's a lot different than producing Back to Warcraft because there's so many additional assets and the way I control the broadcast is a lot more stressful. I need a more APM and way more attention to do this. So it's it's definitely more demanding mentally. And usually on day one, I forget to change an animation or stuff like that, right? But today that didn't really happen. It was a little slow with a couple of things, but that's that's good for day one, I gotta say. Um, new design, we got a, well, not an entirely new design. Basically, we swapped out the background because I thought the background was way too noisy and stressful to look at and was just not pleasant and doesn't feel like 2021. So I looked at the StarCraft broadcast they did, or they do, um, which is great. I love the people, love the casters, love most of the players. Uh, love the g- I like, love to watch the game. And they had a super cool background. And I thought, hey, can't we just, like, paint the StarCraft background into, like, Warcraft green? And like, ah, maybe not. And then I contacted my, my favorite designer in the scene. His name is Shad. He's from France. Who uh, he, he did a lot for us for uh, in the past four years, I think. And he did all the animations before. And... Uh, like the intros and the winner things and everything that it's 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 from Shad and his colleague. I said, "Dude, I'm super tired of this of this noisy background. Can we just recreate the Starcraft background?" It's like, "Yeah, man, no problem. Just give me a week, and that thing is basically done." Um, this was like wow. the second draft, and he absolutely nailed it, and he he knew exactly what I want from him. Um, oh, it's so cool to work with Shad. And yeah, sneak peeks. Shed is also the one doing the uh, currently in the works back to Warcraft uh, redesign. So expect more of the same, but a lot more in that style 
on your favorite Twitch channel. Which is obviously Back to Warcraft, the number one channel on Twitch. I would say <laughs> in the universe. Yeah, in the stratosphere. But yeah, I definitely, I think it's a new fresh approach. I love the Media Day videos too, by the way. I don't know if you guys have been tuning into DreamHack, but <laughs> if you're on YouTube, uh, the group stage is pretty much over. We're probably doing finals on the weekend. But for the, the fresh patrons who get this the week of, damn. I mean, just a whole new story. Uh, especially Pato, Hitman, some of the guys in Europe. Uh, I love what Starbucks saying about Enta as well. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Enta throughout this podcast, but um, <laughs> he's becoming a quite a popular fellow. But uh, I, I do say it just sheds, it, it just gives a whole new life to this tournament, man. It used to just be games, and we have to try to like read between the lines as the audience. But this like it, putting a face to names and and a little bit more, it's so much better. We have to do this going forward. It's, there's no other way to do it. This <laughs> uh, this wasn't the. This idea we had a couple of times before and for some reason didn't work. And then Rotterdam did it for the regional finals. And since then I wanted to do it because there it was already pretty good. Um, And of course, if I see something that I wanted and I wanted to do my... uh, not Like I wanted to do myself is kind of bad, but I wanted to be part of our project and I was kind of backing ESL and DreamHack to be able to do that for quite some time and MMY who's the the, the DreamHack Warcraft uh, project manager was all ears and we found a way to do it which I don't take for granted at all it came a little bit out of nowhere and then scheduling this was very last minute but all the 12 players that that we had on uh, agreed in very little time. So shout out to that. And most of the players gave very, very interesting answers. It was super cool to just produce this, sit back, mm-hmm. chill, and uh, see you working, man. That was fun. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, they didn't actually... You can't hear my voice, but the questions... Uh, it was a Neo and Bidu production. Um, tried to get a lot out of them. I think I, I think we did a great job. I think um, a lot of the players opened up and and uh, and definitely gave us a good amount of content to put on the screen. I think it was really good. That was a nine. We banged it out, by the way. All the videos, all the all the stuff, banged out in nine and a half hours, all in one day. It was like back to back to back. Like okay, we got Starbuck next up. We got Neutron next. We got Hitman next. We got and we were just banging them out. And I remember like the, the timings were working out perfect. Like that day was perfect. It was so much fun. Yeah. We were just hanging out, having a good laugh. There's a great blooper reel, uh, which I'm sure they've already been playing for the for the YouTube people if you've been watching, but. I can't wait to start seeing that. that uh, there's There were so many funny moments. We were just laughing our asses off, dude. I went to Harvey's. I got a burger. I came back. I started doing more. Like, it was, uh, it was a great day. It absolutely was. We produced, yeah, as you said, around nine hours of, of raw footage, I would think. And then we sent it all over uh, to Out of Warcraft. That poor fella. Dude, had, oh, fuck. This had, poor fucking guy. He had four days to, to screen everything. Uh write scripts for everything to edit everything and put it together and man this guy was just banging this content man it's so crazy how well he did that in no time imagine he has like two weeks for this stuff absolutely amazing um i i think he had a 18 to 20 hour day yesterday uh poor poor soul but now it's all done 
um, waiting for the blooper reel, waiting waiting for the highlights there for sure. There, there's there's more coming. And I hope to be able to put this on the Back to Warcraft YouTube because it's just too great of content to just let this go to waste or uh, to be hidden on the ESL archive channel because, like, obviously our YouTube channel is where this belongs, I guess. But mm -hmm. yeah, real cool. Uh, who was your favorite one to to interview or to give answers? Oh, that's a good question, man. I know. I, I liked a little. I liked a little bit of. I liked different people for different reasons. Um, I liked finding the real emotional side of Crav. Crav is a really nice fucking dude, man. And talking to him, and uh, he has very bad English, so I had to speak in French sometimes, and that made him more feel more comfortable, which didn't make me feel comfortable. My French is horrific. <laughs> um, so it opened him up a bit more, and when he was able to really articulate what he was thinking, uh, he was just a really... He speaks from the heart, that guy. Uh, he had some great words to say about Starbuck, great words to say about us, too, but just overall a really... Um, emotional dude you know like a really a guy wears his heart on his sleeve and you see that in his gameplay too the guy has a great style very uh cool style he's i've known him for a long time as well um i think i was a 15 year old kid when when he was uh one of my players when i was a manager for him on never ionics back in the day and then rage is, is where he really uh started to flourish but i've known him for a long time i've known him for about 15 years so um it was nice to finally uh, talk to him. It was the first time I really voice chatted with him. Didn't do that Ooh. back in the day. Didn't have mo many ways to do that. Uh, but uh, And then, obviously, Hitman. Of course, the drama. You know, they'll be counting the units that they that they kill. Never mind uh, the maps they take. So the, the kid's a good talker. And I, I got to say, he really rippled that Brazilian community, which I think is good. Because, you know what? He's not doing it maliciously. He's doing it... He's cutting a promo. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's hyping up his matches. That's what we need to see more of. I'm watching this on the screen and I'm going, fuck, I want to watch this match. Even though I think that Pato and Hitman is like one-sided and it was. Hitman did, uh, you know, spoiler, Hitman did 2-0 quite, quite convincingly. But the story behind that, Pato's banter, his banter, it, it's good. It, it's, it was really good to see. Yours? Yeah, I definitely agree. Hitman surprised me a lot. Um, he's always been my, my favorite player to interview in pretty much the entire scene because he's giving really good answers he's well spoken and this this interview once again reminded me that he's not the shit kid that like he's not only the shit kid that he can be on ladder when he's flaming war three champions or, or, or other people in the scene but he has very good like he has a very good thought process on on things and yeah i really like the banter as well i think it was fair sports um it wasn't anything insulting really it was like when it was the banter it was only about the game it wasn't i'm a better person than you or whatever it's just hey man i'm a great player and you can't mess with me like that's 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 great. That is confidence. That is fun. Uh, but it was also super cool to see the perspective of Pato, who just just comes back. And uh, I mean, Hitman, um, obviously a lot in for for the money. I guess he's not really a peep, uh, figure that drives the community forward in terms of he's hanging out in gym or doing is a crazy content creator or do, does his own tournaments or something. That's just not his style. The, 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 the kid is grinding and he's really good at what he does. And then there's a different approach by this, especially Brazilian community, where it's really all about the community and 
Pato uh, said it in his interviews, like, hey, this this cast was begging me for seven years and now I got a little bit of time. So I did him a favor and the community was celebrating it. So hey, let's all just celebrate. And it's not only about the paycheck that, that you collect, it's about making people happy. And these, these two approaches to play this beautiful game, uh, clashing and them, like, it was so fun that they weren't in one call together, but it was separate footage. And then just well cut together so it seems like they are reacting to each other when they didn't even know what the other was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and that fits so well and this interaction was really, really cool. So this dynamic is for sure my favorite. Also, best thought process, I think, also goes to Hitman when he says in his introduction video that, uh, well, when I analyze games, I look at the first mistake that I do and then I fix it and go from there. So I have like a little bit of a flow chart or whatever. Uh, that's so good. We talk about momentum in games so much and how one stolen creep can change an entire game. And that is that should maybe be more put in the spotlight that this is exactly what this game is about most of the time. So that was really cool. And my other favorite one, uh, Starbuck. <laughs> Dude. Oh yeah. That guy oozes confidence, eh? <laughs> that was oh fun. yeah, that was great. Yeah, he's super confident. As a random player, he just basically said, like, I, I got a lot in store. These guys don't know I'm the dark horse of this motherfucker. I thought that was uh pretty sick too. And then obviously he wants to get his revenge on Ente Ente saying that, well, if he if he if he only wins because he's random. If he picked a race, I'd I'd destroy that, right? If he actually stuck to one, but going into random as undead is pretty hard. But he says, Yeah, I can't wait to play Ente, and then he throws in a but he won't make it bad too far. Like I won't meet him if I come out of my group because he's <laughs> out. So I thought that shit was uh really, really funny. But um yeah, definitely want to see more. Now that I'm watching the footage and the way it's cut, I'm even more excited for the next one. Like, oh, yeah. I definitely see a way where we can make this even better. And because and, we were really just going with our own questions, me and Carson, yourself included. We all thought of some really good questions, uh, especially player specific. And I thought we did good. You know, we definitely broke down certain players, but there's definitely a lot more that we could have done. Uh, but it was still obviously really, really good. Um, <laughs> big, big props to Art of Warcraft for the, for the great cutting and the editing, because I didn't know how good it could really look. Yeah, you were uh, a little concerned, right? I was, I was trusting the kid. Oh, I was super concerned. First of all, four days, I'm like, he's not going to have shit. <laughs> four days, I can't cut nothing. I'd have to quit my day job and, gr- and grind. But then two, I was like, you know, we have all this footage. I'm not sure how good it, uh, value it really is, but uh, a good good narrative spun. So I, overall, just really, really impressed with the DreamHack season fall as uh, a lot of new changes. But, uh, you know, you took a week off last week um, towards the later stages of the week. And uh, we cleared up dust league and then the, the back, the dust boys held the fort on back to work after we did a good job, but, uh, you were at a land first <laughs> land in a long time. I mean, since Anaheim really, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. There was no gaming interaction since then. I mean, we had our ESL Meisterschaft broadcast, right. which was in the studio, but that's just three people, right? It's, it's, it's entirely different. Uh, yeah, I went to Cologne. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of fun. Um, this, like, especially when you're when you're locked up in Twitch chats and discords and Twitter spheres, you tend to forget how awesome some people in this community are that you might not even know uh, because you always deal w- w- with the loud mouths and you always see uh, not only but you see a lot of negativity first and foremost because it gets a blood boiling and then it keeps you occupied in your mind and you think about it more than than just praise but there were 
24 players, I believe, uh, plus five casters and th three admins, four admins, I think. Oh man, I'm ha I had the best time. I don't, I don't actually know where to, where to start. Um, I arrived there and I was a little late. Everybody was already playing. I, th I think it was the last to arrive. And I went down in this, uh, it's basically uh, an electronic store for gamers. There's only gaming gear. Like there's there's no washing machine, there's no TVs. It's just uh, Corsair gear, Elgato stuff, <laughs> ESL clothes, and that that's it basically. Um, yeah, Corsair computers, Corsair monitors. Exactly. Um, so they were in the basement. I think a couple of you saw the pictures on on Twitter, and they were already gaming. Uh, a couple of people were were casting on a small stage, and I met like. One of the first two interactions I had was w w w with a sub of ours, um, Aeroplane Blues, who's subbing for 72 months. So Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> so he's with us for six years, which is basically the beginning. Um, so yeah, he was there, super nice guy, smiling from ear to ear, had a little bit of a chat. Um, oh my God. Then when I arrived, I was wearing a mask, right? Because of restrictions and stuff. And <laughs> Remo was gaming against Toxie. Uh, they had a super intense best of three, which was was a little bit of a clump fiesta. Like Toxie at one point uprooted his tree. Remo forgot his graveyard, stuff like that, right? Uh, just <laughs> getting used to the land conditions and stuff. And I sat super close next to Remo, like 10 centimeters with my mask on. And this kid is just staring on the screen. Like not even like recognizing me, not even noticing me. He, he looked to the side real quick. Didn't notice that it was me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he, in the zone. <laughs> yeah, he was so in the zone, dude. And then he, he took a second look and then, hey, it's you, man. I was like, yeah, thanks for recognizing me finally. So that was a fun interaction. And oh man, I met so many people that I haven't seen in such a long time. I met Ugri, who went through all the shit with us when it was WCA times. Like, that was nasty shit back in the day. That was... Uh, uh, those are the dark days, man. Those were the dark days. Like, not even really paraphrasing here. Um, one organizer was from Russia. That was the European part. And one organizer of a qualifier was in Brazil for, like, the Americas. And at some point, um, the Brazilian organizer had to threaten the Russian organizer to finally pay us for our work and then the Brazilian dude never paid me but hey at least he got me part of the money those were the yeah. days with WCA and uh, just nasty rule sets and oh my god it was it was nightmare so I went through that with Ugri and I had so many chats with him and, and calls I usually don't call people you know I don't like to talk people uh, I don't no, like do to, not. no I don't I really don't um, so with Ugri, I had lengthy, hour-long phone calls. Uh, that was back when he was still in China. So different time zones, very little time. He has a family and two kids. And I always, I was always stealing time from him. Um, and Ugri brought his wife for the first time. She's, she's not a gamer, really, and, and not really interested in the gaming world. But she came to, like, visit Cologne a little. And we went out to dinner, got some big schnitzel, and... She apparently had, had fun as well, so it was super nice to just see 
their interactions together. Then there was Duro, who I hadn't seen for a long time, who's finally back to Warcraft, and it seems like he enjoyed it as much as I did with, like, the background of, hey, there's really, really good people in the scene who uh, just enjoy this and who share the passion. Um, yeah. And I had so many interactions like this. We went out after that dinner, and I think it was uh, seven something in the morning when we returned. Um, Just paint a picture. Who was there? Oh my! Uh, so, as casters, it was me and slash uh, Sparta. I guess that's it. Then there's Nuhiro and his girlfriend Julia. Uh, Duro, Ugri, Hex, like a lot of playing ducks, guys. That was super fun. Um, German guys. Sc- uh, Scription, w- one of our longtime uh, Patreons. It was super cool to see him, man. He just wears the smile from ear to ear. It's so fun to see him. Uh, I met Czechy for the first time in, in seven years, who didn't age. I think he just got younger, which is yeah. absolutely nuts. Um, Armin VB, Juan was there, Xlot was there. Uh, Side was there as well. And oh, speaking of Side, I think his spot in the community is getting conquered as being the number one sweetheart. Because there was another guy who's giving him a run now, and that is Armin VB. Armin VB is a great dude. Oh my god, dude. He's, uh, like, awkwardly nice, right? Like, he's so nice. Not even awkwardly, not one bit. He's just... He's, t- oh. I, I want to say, typically Dutch, like super friendly, like super honestly friendly, constantly smiling, constantly laughing, constantly making jokes. Like, wow, I, I feel like I'm a little, I'm a little in love with Armin. Armin's great. Armin's. Great. We've. I. I only know him online. I never got to meet any of these guys. I, I wish I was there. That was. This guy so sounds good. like it's so cool. Like Hank, Sunny, all these guys were there. Uh, Scars, Toxie, obviously, Darkness. Yeah. Um, so many people, man. So, 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 so many people. That's cool. Enter did a really good job in in finding people that fit well together. Uh, I think we should have had like at the end of the event, we were all a little splitter, which is kind of my fault because I really wanted to go with my my old clique, like with Ugri and Duro and New Hero, uh, to just catch up, I guess. Then that was really really cool, but I think it could have been better. Uh, to just go all together, but it's super hard as well, especially uh, in these days, to find a place for 30 people. Uh, not that easy. But yeah, we went to Meltdown and partied until 7. That was real cool. Meltdown's the esports bar. I heard True. they were playing Dust League. Yeah. Or GNL. GNL. Or one of them. GNL. They're playing GNL on the TV. True. With sound? Uh, no, there was music. Oh, okay. So you can't, you just see the game. Yeah, yeah. That's so fucking cool, dude. Someone tweeted, uh, or not tweeted, but someone uh, added me on Discord, and they're like, dude, you're at Meltdown. I'm like, what? That was so <laughs> badass. But uh, yeah, that's that's really cool, man. But of course, you know, Entei Lan, this is something we got to talk about. It wasn't all good. There was some weird times. We'll call them weird times. Because you know that uh, Entei hosting a LAN in Cologne, Germany, someone who also lives in Cologne, a good friend of a lot of people at that event was Todd. Um, and the question I think for a lot of people was, is Todd going to show up? It's his own backyard. I mean, he, he lives in Cologne. It's a Cologne land. Uh, you know, he doesn't see you all the time. He doesn't see Remo all the time. He's got friends there. 
Um, is he going to show up? And he did. <laughs> so uh, he showed up and uh, I want to give a little bit of uh, context because uh, I don't want to, I wasn't there, um, but I did talk to Todd and he basically gave me his context. So I will, I will say that first and then you can hop in with your experience if you were around or maybe exactly. you weren't around because lands are so hectic yeah, that sometimes you're not even there. Because um, we're getting more professional and learned and got both sides of the story uh, to paint a big picture. Yes. So basically, you know, uh, Todd didn't even know about this event until a couple days before. Uh, so allegedly, all this is alleged because this is what he told me. So I just believe him. Why would he lie? So he didn't know about the tournament for a couple days before. And the only reason he saw it on the War 3 info post because there was a post. And the first thing he checked was uh, open to everyone. That's what it said in the, in the, in the post, you know, open to all. Um, so he's like, okay, it's not a private event. So I do want to go. I do want to see Remo Neo. A lot of people I haven't seen before. So, um, he basically wasn't sure if he should show up. So Ente never reached out and said, Hey, don't show up. Nobody really told him anything. Um, so he reached out to Juan who is close with, um, and he said, Hey man, do you think it'd be like, I'm not trying to make waves, but you know, there are people that I do want to see. And it sounds like a cool land. Do you think I should go? Or do you think it's a bad idea? And Juan pretty much says, you know, I talked to Ente and I, I'm pretty sure Ente's already told security that this could be a problem. So Todd says, I, so he goes, okay. So Todd, you know, Experion Lan is also partnered with Take TV, which is Dennis. And Dennis is very close friends with Todd. So Todd calls Take TV, uh, which is, uh, well, Take. And he says, um, hey, do you think it's a bad idea if I go? Like, you know, I, I do want to see these people and I don't know, I haven't been to a LAN in a long time. It's a big event, you know, it's a cool event. And I would also, if I was there, I'd be like, you know, chances are the venue's big enough and, and Todd literally was not going there to make waves. He just wanted to see people under the understanding that Ente's going to ignore him and he's going to ignore Ente, right? And they could still have a good time. It's a big venue. You could be, bygones, even though bygones can't be bygones, we could uh, coexist together at this LAN, right? And, and and take pretty much says something along the lines of like, dude, he can't kick you out. If it's a, pu a public event, you can go there. Feel free to go. So basically Todd decides to go like a day before. Um, so he ends up going and uh, he goes into the building. He's talking to a bunch of people. It's all good. He's watching some matches. Um, I think he was watching. Uh, I forget which one, but uh, he's watching one of them. I think it was the Joker and whatever Joker and somebody else. I forget. Anyway, so he's he's watching some games. He's having a good time. Um, and all of a sudden, security comes up to him and says, hey, this is a private event. You have to leave. And he goes, oh, come on. Like, really? And then uh, he's talking to security for a bit. And then he says, uh, you know what? Uh, one sec. So he makes a phone call. He calls Dennis and he says, hey, like they called security on me. They're telling me to leave. And um, so basically Take, who's like partnered with the whole venue, actually calls like the employees and the employees talk to the security and the security goes back up to Todd and says, okay, you can stay. So long, like not to say that he flexed, but he like talks to security and he can end up staying. Now he stays for a bit, has a good time. Um, and then uh, I think he went home for a bit after, and then he met up with some guys uh, later on for dinner. But uh, again, just like, I don't know. You were there. Was it awkward? Was it because uh, Todd didn't really have any other thing to say other than that? It wasn't like a big deal, but it was a deal. Security was called on him. Uh, he was kicked out and it wasn't for his own connections, his own friendships with the venue that kept him in there. But um, 
what what do you think about that? You were there. Did you notice the drama? Was it awkward? Were you not there? What's your perspective? Yeah, I, I saw it briefly, uh, but but my intention was like, hey, I'm having a real good time here. I'm not really in for drama, but if I can do something, I, I probably would. Uh, for context, I think it's good to know that Take is basically Entis boss at that venue. Uh, so short calling take is basically calling Entis boss just for reference uh, so I reached out to Ente and he told me the same that Todd asked via Van if it's okay um, just dude I don't want to steer up any drama I just want to talk to people basically same as you said um, and Ente yeah that's that's pretty much what he said as well um, Ente said that he talked to a couple of people and allegedly the majority doesn't want him there can't confirm that. That is what I heard from Ente. If that's true or not, nobody really knows except Ente and the guys who he talked to. Right. That was another point was Todd was told from Juan initially that majority of the people don't want you there. And he was, he was asking for names like who are these majority people? And he's aware of some of the people that don't like him. But he's like, I don't know if it's a majority or if it's just Ente saying that, but go ahead. Even then, yeah. Uh, so the problem from Ante's perspective is that uh, I think I have to explain something before that. So in the basement there, um, the, there was a player area and there was some kind of public area. So in the player area, of course, there's uh, all the players. There at the PC, um, there's like safety distance. Uh, and this is like basically just for the players, for the casters, for the admins. And everybody was wearing a little bracelet uh, to just show that they belong there. So Todd. Uh, was apparently in that player area. Maybe I let him there. I'm not 100% sure how that went. But at some point, I went in, into the player area and maybe he just followed or something. I'm really not sure. So so the issue is that Todd is not... At, at the public side of things, where the rest of the little audience was, there was a little couch and TVs to watch the games at, but standing in the player area... Um, and that was not supposed to be that way. And apparently he never asked or something. And that was the issue. I'm not too sure if that was ever explained to anyone. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, and he said, uh, nobody asked me ever. And then he made the security aware that there is someone in the player area that is not invited or not related really to this tournament. And then the entire telephone wow. thing happened so i guess not related not related to the tournament i mean come on that's a bit of a stretch but definitely yeah i mean like like Ante. not a player not a caster uh for this event for this very event uh right. exactly yeah, that's 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 what i mean so yeah in the end um i guess he was allowed to stay outside the player area but then it was a little uh, probably awkward i'm not too sure but that's that's the situation but there was no direct beef. I think they never talked to each other. It was all via via security or phone calls or whatnot. And then it was it was quickly for not really forgotten really, but nobody really made a big fuss off of it. Eventually, yeah, I think I think like I mean you gotta you gotta respect the balls on Todd. It's Entis tournament. They literally do not like each other, right? Like it's his run tournament. It's got his name on it. Whatever. Um, still decides to go. Um, but like I said, he wasn't like, you know, he wasn't trying to start shit. You said he didn't start shit. It wasn't like that. 
Um, but there still was that little, that little, you know, security was called. Security did go up to him and say that he has to leave, which I thought was pretty fucking funny. It was kind of, because, uh, it was kind of funny. I mean, it is, it, was it kind is of, funny. <laughs> it was kind of funny because, uh, Todd was there with, uh, John Keep. Oh, I forgot how to pronounce Can't this. Really. Now I think, uh. It, it it's spelled Kankip, but uh, since it's a Turkish name, uh, it's spelled differently. I think it's Jemkip or something. Sorry that I butchered this name. Um, but he was with Todd, and dude, that dude is also known as Coloss, and that dude is a freaking Coloss. He's the nicest guy, but that dude is like muscles. So Mus it's almost like Todd hired his own security just in case shit went down. <laughs> it can totally make the appearance, but I'm really <laughs> yeah. sure that that was not the case. And, no, uh, it wasn't. And Jem also, nicest guy, so kind, so humble. What a great dude, smile on his face. Like, a guy you just want to hug, but you can't because he's too massive. <laughs> like, oh, man. Like jacked, by the way. We're not talking about, like, overweight. This guy's yeah, jacked, shredded yeah. out of his mind. Out of his mind, jacked. Amazing. Absolutely crazy. Um, yeah, but, it, yeah, it looked like he's his security or something. Um but that, that so was funny. absolutely not the case. There was no threats or anything. But it, yeah, it ju just just looked like that, and that was a decent picture, I think. But yeah, that it was just looks like it. It just looks like these guys will never be able to settle the beef. And y yeah. you know what? It does. It does kind of pour into DreamHack, right? Because these players are now in it, right? So does it affect the interviews? Does it? Does Todd have to sit out? How does that work? It's just you know, it's a little unfortunate. But um, well, I built. Uh, I built a. One caster interview scene <laughs> with oh god, with really? Purpose just, episode, just one screen and one player. Oh, god. so there you go. It's already affecting the production just because these guys have bad blood, and you know what? That's part of the part of the scene. You know, not everyone's supposed to like each other, and they both go back and forth. By the way, so it's not like Todd's in the right or Enter's in the right. They both go back and forth with the stream sniping, get a reaction from Todd, fucking with Todd on a stream, and then Todd just flat out just insulting people and you know having his uh his moments of fame where he just kind of goes off and, and says shit uh without thinking about it and there's a consequences right and and the consequences are well you're gonna have an awkward encounter if you guys do go to his event you know like that kind of shit's gonna happen but um you know overall though man it's gonna i'm so jealous yeah go ahead gotta say uh i think there was a point i'm not too sure if you said that already long day but uh as Todd was organizing Iron Couch. They had beef already, and Enter was allowed to come. I think just right. So that's full that's context. I, so that's why Todd was like, "What's the what what it what does it do?" Because Todd originally still had beef with Enter prior, and they had the Iron Couch land, which Todd was running with uh, the Iron Couch people, and Todd allowed Enter to come. Right. So Todd did say it's cool if Enter comes. So yes. Todd was like. Can he do the same with me? And Ente was literally like, no. So there's that too. So like Todd was cool with Iron Couch, but Ente w was like, nah, dude, I don't give a fuck. You can't come. So, yeah, both, um, both the sides are doing some moves that I really like and appreciate. And, and on the other side, both are doing some moves where I just shake my head. But hey, it's up to them. Um, yeah, I guess at this point, it is what it is. You have any relationships like that? Anybody you don't get along with? And you want to air that out on the the podcast right now? Just might as well just let it out. You got anybody like that? Is there any enter to your Todd? Not really, because I'm. I think I'm ghosting people then, which is a horrible, uh, horrible part of my personality. 
But I don't really beef, no. It's way too stressful, dude. I'm, I don't need that in my life. Life is stressful already and work stressful already. I don't need drama around me. The Warcraft True. scene provides me with so much drama that I don't need extra drama in my real life. True. I've seen a lot of people hate me to the point where I don't really want to hate anybody else. But uh, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, I, 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 oh I, I, I got a nasty Reddit message, though, by... What's it called? What's he called? Young, rich, famous or something? Who the hell is that? Uh, I don't know. Some some people apparently don't like me, but then I just ignore and whatever. You want some more good news, man? I know that Slash is very funny, um, <laughs> but he don't mostly talks to German. I don't understand him. Dude, that guy's hilarious. I, I remember a clip. I can't get this clip out of my mind. He's casting a game. And then the, the match is over and all of a sudden, like, I guess pizza got delivered to the venue. And then he goes, they're like, are you coming back to cast? And he goes, I'm not probably going to come back here because the pizza's here. So like, he pretty much says, like, I'm I'm going over to the pizza now. I'm not casting anymore. My, my life's at the pizza. And dude, I love that. Like, the, just the confidence. I call it big dick confidence right there. He's just like, you know what? Like, it is what it is. I'm going to eat this pizza. Slash Obviously, is hilarious, man. I know this guy for... We casted WC3L together. So that gives you an idea. And before we casted together, I was a fan of his for like three, four years or something. So I don't know. I know him. Like I know his voice and his casting since I'm probably 13 or 14. Wow. And I think we had our first cast together like 2010, which is 11 years ago. And then we met last year again. And yeah, man, he's one of the greatest all-time greatest german casters he just seems so nice too like he just exudes like a positive aura like he's yeah. just uh, a good dude at least what i was seeing on the screen there but yeah 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 i i tweeted at him you know saying um he did great he says you want to cast i would love to cast with that guy man i think it'd be you, so you said you said it, it might be a good fit as well you two dickheads dude this is gonna be so fun uh, is he like because i don't know the german jokes does he fuck around oh hell yeah Okay, nice. That's my <laughs> cup of tea. I like that. I like that's his bread and butter. It's like he's he's hilarious, man. He had stories on the stream back in the day about some girls he dated. Oh my god, dude! You can ask him about yeah. the cast, but yeah, slash one of the greatest German Warcraft personalities ever. That is awesome. And you know what? Overall, positive, good land. Oh, Do dude. it again. What I was. Were the, what were the takes at the end of that? It was. I was. I only had two hours of sleep because I had to check out of the hotel at like 11 or something. So it was really rough. But I woke up a little bit hungover, not gonna lie, but with a smile on my face. And I checked out of the hotel with a smile on my face. And I couldn't wipe that smile off despite a little headache and stuff uh, until I was home. And I think I told you in, in, in Twitch or something, my, my train back was delayed for several hours because of some shit. But I still had... Had such a great mood and I was so happy that I made the trip because same as Todd, like I was never informed of this event prior at all. Uh, so I just saw the list of participants and booked a hotel, booked a train and off we go. Um, and I was so happy I did that because of like meeting with friends and Ugri and I, around, we decided around the same time that uh, we don't want our current jobs anymore and we go all in. Him with his meltdown bar and me with a full-time casting gig and now we meet each other two years later and everything works so well like 
Oh, he's doing well with Meltdown? Oh, Meltdown? yeah. Does, Wait, does, does he own it? Yeah, I'm not too sure how it works, man. It could be, like, some franchise thing, but I think, Oh, yeah, like 10% here, 15% here I, type I thing. really don't know, man. I don't want to say anything wrong mm-hmm. here. Um, but he's, he's got a piece of it, though. He's got a piece of it. Despite... And he's doing well. He's doing well, and despite all the COVID stuff that... I mean, imagine you open a bar, and, like, two, month, two months later, oh, we got to close everything because the world is sick. Like, nice, mate. Nice, but they... So there's only, is there only one Meltdown? Because I remember Meltdown sponsored Stefano, the StarCraft 2 player. Is that yeah. the same Oh, Meltdown place? is everywhere. That's that's uh, oh, okay. the same company, but they're everywhere. Some, oh, okay. I, I understand. Some, I think, are run by themselves, and some are franchise stuff, but yeah. His is in Norsi. Give it a visit. Beautiful city. I heard. I wasn't at the opening because I went to a festival and he still holds a grudge uh, a little bit. But yeah, it was super fun uh, catching up with New Hero, who I spent way too little time with. Um, cool to see Duro in great shape again. I got along with Remo so well. We had so much fun. Uh, Any drunk stories? Drunk stories you want to tell? Nothing spectacular, really. It was just a lot of talking and old stories and catching up and... I have some how, video- about Re- uh, how about Remo so fucked up he was passed out on the f- hotel floor? He didn't pass out. He was awake. I interviewed him on the hotel floor about his true, but he was pretty dick about his uh, round of sixteen against Paxa the next day, and he won. So it wasn't that bad. Uh, yeah, but but nothing spectacular, nothing outrageous. Um, I mean, we're we're not the wild kids anymore. We're, we're just sit, sit, gotta- sitting there having a drink. I got a question for you because, you know, when we first joined Back to Warcraft, before we joined Back to Warcraft, when Dust League was first being pitched on the channel, you specifically told me like, dude, I don't give the reins. Like, I, I, I'm I, not used to that. So, you know, a whole week goes by. Basically, the calendar is just us, right? <laughs> you're at this LAN. You're on the train waiting for your train and Back to Warcraft's online. Killer viewers. Good show. Dust League fucking crushed. <laughs> what what do you think about that, man? Because is that still a weird some feeling? Or what? No, 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 no. Is that a weird feeling for you still, or are you used to it? Like not any, your no. channel's on and you're not there. Uh, no, it's not weird at all. I kind of enjoy that, to be honest. Because we were even live while you were at the event. Like, yeah. back to work. I was on when you were. At, did you tune in on your phone a little bit? Uh, not really. Do I, you get paranoid? Like, I gotta see if they're fucking up or no, what are not, they doing like, now? While I was at the event and in in uh, in company with other people, I never even checked my phone. Like I missed a twelve messages, something from from people who were actually there because I was just talking all the time with people. Uh, no, I didn't check my phone. I pulled out the phone when I was sitting in the train, basically, and so hey, the guys are on. Of course, let's go. Let's watch some Dust League. <clears throat> nice, that's cool. I just didn't know if you were like still like that's so weird that mm. the channel's on and I'm not. Uh... Nah, it's been like one year and four months or something. Hell yeah. Dude, that's a long ass time. No, I I, I trust you guys. Like, what can what can probably go wrong at this stage? Like it's it's not nothing that I'm personally contracted for. Like it's no I don't let you run a dream hack or something. I would be worried about that. Because of because how much work and how different it is, of course, not because of your skills and stuff. But yeah, no, I'm, uh, that was really cool to see the guys got close to 3k viewers or whatever. I don't really know what the peak is, but that was... I don't have those numbers, but uh, we did good. 
kind of proud, eh? Of, of course. Dude, of, <laughs> of course, man. I, I, I never thought Dust League would look like this, man. Are you kidding me? Like, I was streaming on Dust Gaming Live with 25 viewers on Season 1, grinding. Pretty and now it's like 2,500 prize pool. Like, top players... Banger finals, good viewership, back to workout. It's all, dude, it's still a dream. I tell you this all the time. It still feels like a dream. I don't even know what I'm fucking doing half the time. <laughs> yeah, it's people, like, people notice it's just like crazy. <laughs> like, I, like it was so funny because like I was talking to someone, I forget who I was talking about. And they're like, wow, you guys are like so polished and you're like so on the ball and the production standard. You could tell like the benchmark is there. And I was like, dude, I'm day by day goes by. I have no fucking idea what I'm doing half the time. <laughs> like, do you feel like that too? Like autopilot, like not even autopilot, like we're, being robotic but like there's so much shit happening like we're working so much and it's like fuck man it's wild it's just a ride strap uh, your seatbelt baby yeah I, f I feel pretty relaxed still though uh like i'm not stressed out or anything uh i take my task as they come and uh, that works really, really well since since July so far. I mean, it's only the first month that we're through now, but yeah, I'm still feeling good. Um, it's really cool to see that I don't have to do anything uh, or everything. Not, not not anything. I should probably do some stuff here and there, uh, but I don't have to do everything. I can I can focus on three to four projects instead of twelve half-assed ones. Um, yeah, feels good. Do you think it's gotten the channel's gotten so big that you can't do it on your own anymore? Like there's no way? Yeah, for sure. That's good. That means that that's progress. That means that you have a stable job probably for the couple of next couple of months. <laughs> if you don't know, I'm dancing. But uh no, I I enjoy what I do and I I think we're doing great things and there's a lot more coming uh, down the pipeline. Let's change the subject to something really bad. Go ahead. Yo. Oh boy. <laughs> Nice <laughs> wow! Just <laughs> threw me off the cliff here. Uh, okay, where do we start? Um, I think we start with an article that was released by Bloomberg uh, last week. I think it was very, very close to our podcast release. It was actually one week ago from when we record now, but we already recorded the podcast. So this didn't make it into last podcast so this is a little outdated so basically it's a bloomberg article by investigative uh, journalist jason schreier who has previously reported on things at blizzard and especially at uh, walker through reforge so he came up with a new article uh, called B blizzard botched walker 3 remake after internal fights pressure over costs uh, under former co-founder and CEO, Blizzard Games had endless development timelines to get it right, but new Activision approach focuses on financials. So it's basically, whoa, I caught that thing, didn't I? No, I didn't. Uh, there was a moth or something, sorry. So basically, this article sums up again uh, what we already knew, or most of what we already knew, failed launch, uh, missing features, still not fixed. But yeah. now, it's, now it's official that they basically sold pre-orders knowing that the game wasn't fixed done completed exactly and and, and it, it was a failure they they basically just admitted that you know yes. they basically just went with it and duped a bunch of people um and we never had a shot and we were fucked from the beginning all this hope that we had for blizzard at the end of the day like they'll fix it they were lost 
they there was no way coming back from it and uh that's where we're at right now what two years later a year and a half later what are we what are we at yeah Just, uh yeah. one and a half i think so there was an example in this article that the one mission we saw at blizzcon the culling um, where a lot of people were raving about which was decently done with the new cutscenes and all that took them month to do one map and you know how big the campaign is i don't really know how how many missions they are but it took them months to get this one part of the campaign done and then they wanted to release 12 months after the announcement very ambitious and uh, finally it was debunked that uh what was that argument there were oh yeah the cutscenes um the, the reasoning they stated once in like a developer's block or something or m maybe an interview i'm not 100 sure that they got rid of the new style of cutscenes um was that the community didn't like it <laughs> which was mind-blowing from the start it was a blatant lie and it's now confirmed that it was a blatant lie and they lied in our faces into our eyes and uh, just stated that like, yeah, we, we can sell it that way. Might be right. And some people to this day believe it. So they had a point. I mean, people with a little bit of brain got it really early. It was just a lie. Um, and yeah, so it kept on happening. Uh, like, this this kept on uh, going. But what this also stated is that at the end, all departments of Blizzard were working on this. So I think it's really, really, really time to not blame the common developer anymore for the fiasco that is Reforged because the common developer tr tried his best, basically, probably. Like, most their hands are tied, right? To the lead designer, whoever's leading the project. Yeah. Fuck this up, basically, right? Because people couldn't make a decision and they kept changing the decisions. And basically, the coder is just there to do whatever. But if there's no leadership, no direct vision, no uh, consistent vision, then you just have a botch project. And that was pretty much what was going on. No decisions could be finalized. People couldn't, people didn't know what the fuck they were doing, right? Like it was all mostly the team leads. Yeah. And that would be, uh, of course, lead of classic Rob Breidenbecker, uh, who was actually named in this article as the big reason for the failure. Get him. One day I'm going to get you. Um, he is named, but then of course you also have to mention Pete Stillwell. Like, it was him. He was the face of Reforged as... Who was the guy that was like, I know, I, I feel like what you feel. Like, with Reforged, I I was there, you know? Like that was he, him, he, right? he was the one... Was that him? That was Stillwell? That was, that was pitching it on the, the BlizzCon yeah, stage exactly. when they first announced? Okay. Yes, that was Pete Stillwell. Yeah, that, guy, that guy's a dink, man. <laughs> he's he's uh, fun to talk to, that's for sure. But yeah, um, I'm really curious why he's not mentioned anywhere. And Rob Breidenbecker is. Not too sure because like Breidenbecker had other obligations there, I guess, as he oversees the entire Classic team. Reforged was basically just Pete Stilwell. Um, like that was his task. And yeah, that was... Dude, all it, all it tells us is we can't ever trust Blizzard or rely on Blizzard and we have to do our own thing. And <laughs> yeah. thank fucking God that we did because uh, we're better for it. Uh, Sitting around yeah. waiting for something to get better is uh, a, a recipe for disaster. Yeah, what they kind of did is they, they burned the entire Warcraft franchise, didn't they? Like, reforged absolute disaster. WoW Classic servers uh, completely dead. Uh, people hate 
Shadowlands new expansions. And they're moving on to Diablo now. Like, they do Diablo 4 and the Diablo 2 remake at the same time. And I guess, like, the, the Warcraft franchise, man, it's never looked... It sucks. Worse, I think. We're just guilty of liking a really good game. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah, uh, what the, what I've never even... It seems so weird to think that they burned one of the greatest games ever made. I mean, Warcraft 3 has paved the way for certain mega leading games today. Yeah. Dota wouldn't be around without Warcraft 3. Like, so many games <laughs> would not be around without this game. And it's, it's crazy how they've tarnished that. And um, it's sad. It's just really sad. Yeah, we had this discussion like a couple of. I don't think we have to to tell the same no, lore that, that we to. did for one and a half years because uh, um, there is a good thing here in this article as well, um, and that is in the very very last section of the article. I'm trying to find a direct quote now. It is confirmed. Ah, oh, damn it! It's far down here. Um. <laughs> The Blizzard spokesman said the company has a new team dedicated to updating Walker 3 Reforged with improvements in these efforts. We realize our work and actions will speak louder than our words. Across many projects, we've made process improvements, implemented better milestone planning and improved visibility into work in progress. So that's good. Um, so once again confirmed after BlizzCon that there is a team doing that once again we don't know the scale of the team but it's what's the timeline what's are the they gonna get it fixed in 10 years <laughs> like i i could say anything if i have no intention of doing it anytime you know what i mean like i it just all seems like bullshit to me man it just seems like broken broken words and oh like we have a, de a team dedicated that sounds pr to me to be honest like we know we fucked up like they have to take that stance because like why obviously and then just like this backed up like oh but by the way we got this team up and you know our actions will speak louder than words dude your actions have spoken louder than words you're shit yo you know like uh but uh there you go that's just me yeah once again don't blame the devs, really. They they didn't want any of this. Blame the Bryden Bakers. No, blame blame the yeah. Stillwells and whoever. Like we never really knew how many people are involved in this and who does what. There was never really public. Um, so yeah, these seems like these seems like there was a bunch of high school drama there. You know what I mean? Like it was a bunch of it was like a zoo type thing, and, and nothing ever got done, and a bunch of drama, and and we're the ones that that got punished for it. Unfortunately, yeah, I mean, but. Uh, also, fuck Activision for uh, forcing the release. I mean, it's just that part of the company, really, right? Uh, Hell yeah, they don't pay my checks. I don't give a fuck. Fuck them, too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bobby, Bobby needs a new boat, so let's ruin uh, this, this franchise. But yeah, um, since we're at the topic of Blizzard, and I know that this, this is a topic that you don't feel comfortable with, so I... I can do this myself if you want to. It's not that I don't feel comfortable with it. I don't have really an opinion of it, but I, I've heard... Uh, go ahead. Um, yeah, so, uh, huge news. Um, at the same day as this Reforged article came out, I think a couple of hours later, or maybe even minutes, no clue, uh, another article came out that the state of California is suing Blizzard uh, for bad working conditions for harassment at work uh, for people being underpaid and unfairly paid etc etc a two-year investigation came to the conclusion that there's a lot of shit going on 
at Blizzard, at Activision Blizzard. I think we should always say Activision Blizzard. Uh, it's just something that, yeah, I have to get used to. <clears throat> So a lot of stuff is going on at Activision Blizzard. Uh, lots of sexual harassment reports or allegations, at least. Um, lots. Shady, just shady treatment towards uh, women, right? True. And yeah, um, basically everyone, like men have come out, uh, some some trans people have come out. Like it, it comes from everywhere. Like every, It feels like everybody was treated like shit. So first of all, disclaimer, um, there's still... A lot of great people working at that company that just want to make cool games. And then there's assholes who just think about their money. And then there's people who get freaking hammered in the office and and molest other people. Um, but I think we have, like, we have to remind ourselves that there's a lot of great people who just suffer from the situation. And we shouldn't uh, see this company has one thing where everybody... Like, it's not Sodom and Gomorrah in, in one office. There's still a lot of great people who suffer from this. So, um, there's also a lot of easy jokes to make, uh, especially in combination with Reforge. So, I will kind of rephrase, uh, re refrain from that, and I hope the community won't pick that up. But the yeah. backlash was crazy, too, wasn't it? Like, the, like wow streamers were getting DM'd. Like, how can you... so Like, even they were getting taken down. It was like, bro, I'm just playing the game. Like, I, I don't work there, you know? Like, anyone... It seemed like anyone even remotely affiliated. I mean, even we had a Reddit post where it was like, boycott DreamHack because of this. You know what I mean? Which is totally fine. Fair play. That, that, was, like, that was... That it's was... like anyone even remotely connected wait wait wait, like, wait 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 that, take that, that, it all down. that's 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 two very different topics here the boycott dreamhack thing it's now deleted um but it was regarding the reforge like the state of reforge that nothing to do uh they mentioned and the other like and the other stuff they did mention the the harassment article okay well that was most it was like amongst other things happening you know yeah. but uh, anyway um stock is down like Ni Niagara Falls down. Um, it's plummeting. I thought their stock went down like five bucks. Actually, no, it was plummeting yesterday. We just looked at it today. It's like it was ninety one. Now it's eighty five. Like they still got a yacht money. Well, uh, it's, sure? it's seven euros down. Wait, uh, wait till tomorrow and stuff. Because now they're striking, right? So now it's really hit. exactly. So uh, well, it's not striking; it's a walkout. So they're not unionized or anything. It's just whoever wants to walk out can walk out. There's um, there's a lot of other shit happening here, but there's a lot of people who went into this like with way more detail and way more knowledge. Uh, the quartering did good content. Just look it up. There's uh, statements from Blizzard, like from. From Activision, from Blizzard, uh, from some defendant who was working under the Bush administration when they went into war and stuff like crazy. And Mike Morheim. Mike Morheim came out and a lot of people came out against Mike Morheim as well saying, oh, dude, you knew. Um, it's, it's really mad. And one of the tweets, and this is, I guess, what I want to report i don't know uh, it is kind of related to warcraft so um one lady came out uh tweeting quote when i think back specifically to how many women afrasiabi harassed and assaulted myself included and how many people were traumatized by Brydenbaker, baker 
So he's apparently part of it. That former head of classic uh, games at Blizzard who left the company or was fired in April, by the way. So, yeah, just so... There's it, like... It's all rough, it's all really man. shitty. I mean, I can only I can only sympathize for the people that were uh, a victim of that. I mean, that's just shitty. It happens everywhere, though. It's not just Activision Blizzard. Yeah, it happened, it happened at Riot work. before. It happened at Ubisoft before. Big. It's time. not even gaming. I mean, it happens in the workplace like crazy. It is a problem. But all I can really say is I hope the evidence comes out and that these people are punished accordingly because they should be like these ego tripping guys that just take advantage of their power um it's it's fucked up and wrong um but um it's just a really shitty situation yeah and again they get their shit together like, um and in that regard like uh, i think wow dev tweeted out that because of that situation not much work is done right now because everybody is obviously busy with other uh things and their minds are occupied and uh yeah, there was a walkout today. Um, they're basically fighting their own C-level people. Um, there's a revolution happening at Activision Blizzard, hopefully. Um, the hell does that mean? What? Like a revolution? Are they like getting people, like uh, replacing people? Like they're just booting people out? Yeah, like they changing. They 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 are fighting for for better work conditions. And the first couple of statements from Activision Blizzard were kind of neglecting all of what's happening like it's uh these reports are 10 year old and and this is not the company that it is now uh, and yeah a lot of em- em- employees were outraged and saying oh guys this is still happening and and don't play this down take it seriously because yeah the, the first approaches by blizzard was just yeah you're all wrong this is not really happening it's bad but it's not happening so yeah they're they're making them aware that it is happening and it needs change and yeah they're they're fighting the corporate guys i guess trying to that's that's crazy man i just hope it works out for everybody and then uh obviously a lot of investigation it's still an ongoing investigation it probably will be for a very very long time um as it should be they should do their due diligence and actually like i said weed these people out and then out them for the shitty behavior because the worst part, though, is, man, sometimes you can't prove any of that shit. That's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, especially 10 years ago. Yeah. Like, it's... I feel... I just feel bad how shit that is, man. <laughs> um, because a lot of these people, they just have stories. And then they get ridiculed. Like, I don't believe you. Like, all of that just sucks, you know? So, it, it's just... Um, it's just really shitty. I just hope that... I don't know. A good outcome comes out of that. It's... Yeah, I hope it changes for the better and people can just do what they love and that is creating cool games uh, and don't have to worry about other stuff while they're at work. hey yay Rough situation, eh? Anyway, uh, you could join our patron. Uh, <laughs> Patreon.com slash back to Warcraft. Become a patron today. Lots of cool perks. Uh, some of those perks include coaching, uh, priority Q&A for TheoryCraft for your replays, analysis, one-on-one coaching. Uh, you get to join our in-house custom where you play with us if you want. Uh, you get a VIP in the Back to Warcraft chat, POG. It's all very exciting. And you could do that on patreon.com slash back to Warcraft. And that sounds like if you're listening and you're not watching, that sounds like an edited 
added in part, but it's not. I just did it now. If you're listening on Spotify, I just added that in. I changed a very dire situation for our own capitalistic gain. And it's not going to work because you guys of, are smart. Speaking of capitalistic and stuff, if you're a Patreon, you don't get all these advertisements, by the way. You you can listen ad-free as a Patreon. And a week earlier. Wait, are there Patreon ads? Yeah. No, they're not Patreon ads. They're podcast ads. On YouTube, they're ads. On Spotify, they're ads. Oh, yeah. But on Patreon, if you're listening as a Patreon, you don't get ads. And you get it the week of. Exactly. We had a and question. I think we sold them all. Right? I think we sold them all. We had a question somewhere? Oh, we got a question. All right. Big question coming in from Corey Kaler. Says, well, he's, he wrote a, uh, an absolute J.K. Rowling novel, but I'll try to get to the point here. Um, basically, he says, uh, I'll just read the whole thing. I know I can't always watch all the games, so I always enjoy reading some refresher material when it comes to other uh, esports, especially big events. How are the matchups going between different races? Like ranking, you know, what is the strongest, weakest race and why? Post-match analysis, post-tournament analysis, stuff like that. There doesn't seem to be much written content for Warcraft 3 outside of like War 3 Info League or Grubby. You know, what do you think is the reason for this? Uh, how can we draw more writers to the scene or engage the ones that are around? Really, any insight uh, or context uh, would be cool. Yeah. So, you want to start? This is a very loaded question, but I, I, will, I will start. Um there are a lot of written stuff. However, Wrong. you got to find you got to find it. Um like for example, Grubby has like a Okay, yeah, let me rephrase. There are a lot of ways to see post tournament match analysis. That's Liquipedia. That's War 3 Info League. Um there aren't that many up-to-date posts of like what's the strongest race what's the meta look like right now what uh there isn't like any of that and i'm actually very surprised even when wcor was around and the game was really big i'm actually still surprised that there wasn't that much stuff um i don't know why people don't talk more about like oh dude i did a breakdown on the stats and this is like actually i mean my, my the balance winners do they they show you stats and, and pie charts like crazy because their race is shit apparently allegedly but there's no actual like breakdown of like, hey, did you know that a headhunter can kill this and, and stuff? You know what I mean? Like, there's none of that stuff, and I don't know why. Um, what can we do to draw more writers to the scene? Is educate the audience and maybe get that passion back to because there's writers out there, there's people interested. I think um, I think something like theorycraft really tr uh, fires people up. I think a lot of people do talk about the game especially in that regard, like the Theorycraft channel on Dis are in the Back to Warcraft Discord. It, it talks a lot about match analysis. Hey, look at this strong week. Uh, what do you think about this and that? Um, it's just hard to find that, right? You have to be in our Discord, for example. Um, there's no real forum outside of Reddit. It's hard, man. And there's not many creative minds. People just, you know what I've learned? People just want to watch Warcraft 3. They don't want to write articles. <laughs> And that's what I'll say about it. It's tough, but uh, I agree with you. There should be more content out there, more writers. I would love dedicated writers, but I mean, how can you really motivate them? I have no idea. Go ahead, Neil. Um, My answer was shit, by the way, so you better be, be able to do better than that. <laughs> Here we go. Sorry, Corey. I so, failed you. In case you don't know, written tournament coverage is basically what, like, the birth of esports, not the birth of esports, but um, what made 
RTS popular or RTS esports popular in the West when there were battle reports written on Team Liquid about old br- or ongoing brood war tournaments around 2001 or something. There were a couple of guys who were watching these games on Korean television, and of course, because internet was shit, nobody could tune in and or upload it somewhere. There was no YouTube, so some people sat down and basically wrote down what happened in the matches. And this is how a lot of people got interested in Korean Brood War and just learned about the game like that. Uh, This is basically the foundation of everything that's strategy esports these days. Uh, So I, I think that it's really important as well just to get more eyes on it. And Warcraft 3.info would be a perfect platform for it. But as you say, uh, Corey... It's really hard to get the writers and it's really unthankful work because you have to watch the entire tournament. Uh, You have to have a couple of interesting takes as well uh, to not just rephrase what happened in the tournament, but also like it has to be somewhat, I don't know, some some spice to the dish. Um, And that we had that. In around 2016, I believe, when Ugri was doing it a lot. But it never really got a lot of clicks, unfortunately. I'm not too sure why. And I always thought it's very, very important. As I say, uh, after every stream, it should be super important to post on socials what happened on the stream. Uh, Just recap for people who can't watch everything. We shouldn't assume that people catch up on streams that they miss, we have to draw them into the scene and we have to make them interested in it. Uh, So I would really love that. And the preview of DreamHack yesterday was the first article in a long time. Got 500 clicks. It's pretty decent. But yeah, it's, it's very unthankful work. It takes a lot of time. Not everybody loves to write or likes to write. Um, people consume way more social media than written articles these days. So I think even now starting this or putting a lot of effort into this might not be worth it if we don't have great socials going on. There would be another nice to have for more details, but that is really for the hardcore fan, uh, for the hardcore fan who's really interested in the games, but uh, doesn't have the time to watch them actually. So I think, Social coverage would be way more important uh, than written articles, even though I love them. And especially for detailed breakdowns, uh, I guess video is still better. But it would be great to have, for sure. Mm. Would love to see more people, like opinion pieces even, like something that gets the scene going, not only a Reddit thread, because you can be an authority as a writer. Like I remember back in the day, there were a lot of good German articles on readmore.de or mymtw uh, or a lot of great paces at my merm or sk gaming when i saw that like uh, let's say malstrix is posting an article i know that's good shit i know this guy investigated a little bit i know this guy uh, knows what he's talking about so this is really worth my time and a lot of people don't mm, don't want to be in that position or don't see the opportunity to be in that position yeah it's usually the people that thrive are like really passionate they're like writing it for themselves almost do you know what i mean yeah yeah for sure like they're just gonna write it anyway so it's like and they're really passionate like you said they do put the time in yeah um 
I think that's a good approach, though. I've never really thought of that. Like, maybe using your Twitter to say, like, hey, I wrote an article on this. Because, like you said, social media is consumed first. Like, I'm not going to War 3 Info League to look for an article. But if you tweet, hey, I wrote an article on War 3 Info League, then I'll go. That's a crazy concept. Well, for that, you have to follow him first. So he has to start at War 3 Info, and you... I don't know. He somewhat... I guess he has to ask us to share it or something. That's the best approach, probably. But because um, we're the what, only way you get made in this community, right? You gotta, kinda. you gotta come to Papa Giannis first. Kinda. But um, the best take on balance that I ever read in the Walker Three community is from Toxie, and that is, um, or oh, was the article by Safed? Not really sure. I think it was Toxie who then posted an article on War Three Info that is like. Uh, weighted win probability for example oh what was that called i'm not 100 sure um l let's say if happy plays versus i don't want to random night elf xy who has maybe 1500 mmr then this win of undead over night elf was weighted because happy has is like the best player in the world and you can't take it as just another 1-0 in a statistic. But if it's like two players with the same MMR that oh, play against okay. each so other. So that shouldn't have any impact on the Undead versus Night Elf matchup because like he's going to, he's just better is what you mean. Yeah, or a little one, for example. That so article you weight so them, dope. you scale them differently. That's actually a good point. Yeah, that, that was the best article and nobody has ever followed up on that. Um, that's the only approach to balance with statistics that I pay attention to. Because that was really we good. We just need more inspired people. More inspired people to write articles and <sighs> Hard. make them interesting and make them, honestly, make them buzzing, man. Just say some fucking wild shit. People will latch on to it. Uh, write, write some stuff, you know? But uh, yeah, Corey, for the most part, you're just looking at match results and you're looking at Twitters and you're looking at uh, what people are talking about today. Um, there's no real forum for well-written content, unfortunately. Reddit can be. Uh, there were a lot of good yeah. threads on, on Reddit that are still top, I think. Are they? Oh, after Reforge, probably not. Um, yeah, but but you can get a lot of attention on, on Reddit as well. M make a cool case in Reddit thread. Start your career like that because a lot of people, like there's 31,750 people. Uh, it's a lot of readers. Farm some Reddit karma. Some of the sweet, sweet karma. karma. I don't, what do you do with karma? Does that give you rep? Is Reddit karma rep still relevant? Uh, I don't I don't think so. But what is very relevant... I have like, I have like 400. I have... Is that good? Uh, I got 13,000. Oh my God, you're famous. <laughs> oh, I got 20,000? Yeah. I don't know, man. Is 400 good? <sighs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, guys. Thanks for your question. <laughs> Neo, Neo's been up for 16 hours. We're going to call it a day, and we're going to call it a night. So you guys enjoy your night, and we'll be back with next week with uh, some more fucking drama, apparently, because nothing... We got some good news, though. It was, a, it was a good one. It was a good one. I hope you guys are liking it. Neo, close them off. Uh, thank you very much for listening to our bullshit, and uh, thank you very much for, for supporting us on our Patreon, especially Knubbequakes. We love you so, 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 so much. Um, supporting via Patreon is especially great in, in times during DreamHack when our channel is basically but blank and there's not much happening. 
uh, because a lot of people forget to resub because of course there's also no incentive in winning it online so patreon definitely more stable and you guys help a lot with what we do uh, that goes to toxie who is not only writing great articles but also uh, subs to us here grinchy nice to play custom games with you and beat you here and there in micro wars thank you jay gets thank you and pedrud thank you Th safe orca scription who it was a pleasure to meet you uh in cologne Teggy. Burning Blades, Don Dolara as well. You guys are the heavy lifters of this Patreon and we are very, very, very thankful for what you do and everybody else chipping in at the coach level or the theory craft level or the tomato level. We love you too very much. Uh, so sign up, patreon.com slash back to Warcraft. Follow DreamHack. It's really important that we get some great numbers in there. Hope you enjoy what we do. See you next week. Bye-bye.